I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, the pirate theme of WrestleMania 36 coming into yes. action. Oh, was it 36? Because I saw the problem with the yeah. network is they play a little advert before the wrestling starts. And I'm like, and it started with that, the advert for last year's WrestleMania. I was like, well, is, it, is WrestleMania 34 pirate themed as well? Did they just do like three or four? But it wasn't. It wasn't. It was New Orleans. That's right. It was, this it was, one was New Orleans. They, mm. Last year's WrestleMania was pirate themed. It was confusing then, though. Why course, did they have to do the pirate thing? Because it was taking place in Tampa. In Florida, yeah, and they were like, "We're going to have a big pirate ship," but then, of course, COVID hit, right. and they had to do it. So this year, they're going, "We are going to bring the pirate ship in." <laughs> uh, so it's very difficult to pull apart what is yeah. happening. By the time this goes out, that WrestleMania will have come and gone. Yes. Oh, correct. what do we think of it? <laughs> oh, it, it will take it about was, a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark, the best thing about this WrestleMania, mm. WrestleMania 34, I mean, is very much the I think it's amazing that this WrestleMania was only a few, like two or three years ago. Yeah. Because the augmented reality uh, um, camera work is, I'm fairly certain I got better results <laughs> putting a, like an elephant in the room with the, a literal elephant in the room uh, of augmented uh, reality yeah. uh, elephant in the room uh, with like a Google plugin. Oh yeah, completely. In, in 2015. Because this is unspeakably shit. They used to have this in the 2000s <laughs> in uh, a number of Japanese MMA places, and it was really impressive. They'd mm. do these big New Year's shows, and mm. they'd have these incredible sort of 3D things. Yeah. But that was 10 years ago. Oh. And these ones are pretty basic. They oh are like filters. It looks like that someone's just loaded up the free shareware um, public domain um, 3D graphics package blender yeah. uh, and just and just made a couple of boxes, a little Asker mask, yep. and and, and and there you go. Yeah. It looks tremendously bad. They boast very much about this is the first WrestleMania where they do where they use <laughs> it's this. So you shit. know what they're hoping is you're not going to go back and watch it. Yeah, you just go oh, bollocks. It's like well, I mean, it kind of it, it looks like the it looks like you know when uh, you score a strike in bowling yes. <laughs> on the screen and the bowling <laughs> falls apart and it, something is out of it and it goes and the king, a king. Yeah, you're the king. Yeah, and it's terrible. The, it looked like that. The, the, again, they've slightly got that thing of going. We are a leading entertainment company, so we need to use the things that leading entertainment companies <laughs> use. But then they don't sort of go. Let's think it through about why. Yeah, let's see. Let's do the test run. Does it look shit? 
Right. Let's just build uh, Perspex versions of the big masks. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. so, so the things that they kind of like use it in, they use it for the new day with the big uh, pancakes and stuff. Yep. And they use it uh, for Asuka's mask and a couple of other things. And these are just massive augmented reality uh, masks that follow the perspective of the camera, except they don't sometimes. They yes. sort of glitch in and out. The, uh, the the frame rate isn't matched to the frame rate that's in the in the auditorium. It's it, it's it's or, or on the cameras in the auditorium. And if they want to buy a red camera uh, from me that I bought off eBay, <laughs> I, like, I am willing... where this was going. <laughs> no, no, nothing to that. But uh, it just looks so terrible. And it's like, it, it could have been done way better and it could have been done with more thought. And it yeah. just seemed like it was a they were cheaping out on making a big uh, box of pancakes, I, which I, they could have done. I, I have a basic thing as well, which is wrestling <laughs> is primarily a live show, and, the, and the, the broadcast of a wrestling show is a record of what happened on that night. Mm. There is a part of this where the uh, crowd in, in the stadium do not get to see that, at mm. which point you're adulterating, if you like, a thing which is not for the people in the room. Yeah. They should always be the prime focus. And I know that sounds stupid when you're like, yes, but I mean, think of the millions who watch it compared to the people who are there. Yeah. It, it should be that thing about going, this is why you go to WrestleMania. There are bits that you're seeing at home which are being added on later, which are irrelevant. Yeah. They, they don't enhance no, it really at all. Um, we another way it's done here. We are talking about the second match uh, of WrestleMania 35. I mean, three episodes in. Yes, well, shut, shut up. up. What else have you got to do? Like, <laughs> podcast listening around the world is down because no one's got a commute. So either get back to work and listen to loads of fucking podcasts or fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair uh, versus Asuka uh, Asuka the second Japanese woman to compete at Wrestlemania after Kairi Sane earlier in the show um, Asuka has been undefeated since she's come to, to NXT and then through to WWE mm. uh, 941 days I see. without a loss it's good to hear about a streak at Wrestlemania and you don't go oh god this is going to be streak. difficult 25 <laughs> minutes coming up um, instead you get a great package of Asuka just looking like a killer they sell it really really well and they do really make Charlotte Flair seem like the absolute pinnacle of women's professional wrestling mm. and you know what she probably is she doesn't get enough credit Charlotte Flair a couple of things she does so well, beyond her in-ring ability, she's one of the few modern wrestlers who understands the importance of stillness. Mm. So when she comes out, she gets a kind of Triple H-esque entrance. Um, she also gets a little bit of um, Ric Flair's, I think it's also Sprack Zarathustra. You know, she gets that, mm. uh, which is a nod to her heritage. Mm. She is an incredibly good performer who, because obviously of their different genders, hasn't been under the shadow of her father to the degree that I think she would have been had she been uh, a male performer. Mm. They hint at the Ric Flair thing, but she seems like her own creation. She's so good in that opening where she just holds a pose. Yeah. And she's still, and she's, it's, do you know what it is, Pete? It's the splendor and the elegance of WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe that's what they were talking about, just Charlotte Flair coming down the ramp. She is very calm <laughs> and she is very superior. And there are so few wrestlers who have that thing of just going, I am above this yeah just poise better than you mm. I am the elite mm. and I think she does that so well uh, it's almost like it's sort of in her genes or something <laughs> who, who knows it's, it's just kind of I, I, it did make me sort of think like imagine you know technology obviously gets better every year not in the case of uh, the augmented reality let's make that very clear but imagine what Ric Flair could have done with like the pyro and the the, the fabric tech oh yeah like the, everything that Charlotte Flair has got in her game because she's got these amazing fucking gowns amazing fucking yeah. like, uh, things and, and, and all of the lights and the lasers and all that so you sort of go wow like Ric Flair could have 
been a hundred times bigger because he he would have because the most of the time it, yeah most know? of the time it was smoky auditoriums and a man with a nice gown and on people shat themselves just <laughs> yeah. going you know you've got a dressing gown covered in shaking <laughs> you know that was I, I there's one thing I've never done at Wrestlemania you just saying that I was like do you know what would be fucking brilliant is you have Charlotte Flair come out mm. she's wearing that robe and as she goes down the ramp, the robe keeps going. And so it's got a train on it that is basically <laughs> the a stadium's the, yeah. length. Nice. That would be heavy. That would be one be, of those yeah. things that you'd put together and on the day you just go, there is absolutely no way she's going to be able to pull it. <laughs> She'd have to have an exoskeleton. Yeah. We can put a Land Rover underneath the middle part and we can drive it forward. But yeah, I, I mean, look, when they're doing this sort of, you know, augmented reality stuff, it, it is, they've bought up the programme. There's mm. someone operating it. Just think more about what you could do with stuff like that, I mm. would love to see the world's biggest Charlotte Flair robe. Imagine you Im- imagine like the, the the entrance in which she comes out. Right, she, she appears puff of smoke or whatever. Right, and she is the same color as the the curtains. Like yeah. so, massive fucking stadium sized um kind of hoop uh, that she that she's kind of uh, entering out of, and she and her, her her robe is the same color as the thing. Except when she gets down the rope, she keeps walking, and she's. She's literally the hall of the hall that she comes out of. You know what I mean? Like, so the robe gets extended out and up. Yeah. So she's just pulling the entire thing, and then she pulls the entirety of the metal down, and the whole stadium <laughs> crushes in. And the and the the, the, the the American sniper is on the top, and he gets dislodged. <laughs> I've oh, just gone too far. I've finballed it. Look, the, fuck. The important thing is. We've got something we can work with. <laughs> Raw is on in an hour, so we're going with this. <laughs> um, look, Asuka comes out. She's she's brought again. This is that slight thing about you know they've gone. You're going to have these amazing 3D graphics, mm. so don't worry too much about what your mask looks like. And it does look like a hobby craft face yeah. that Nana's done the sequin. Tokyo on. hands, uh, basement level, exactly just gone in that. there, got a load of those little masks, those little kind of. This um, is the most homemade thing I've ever seen on a WrestleMania. Are you sure? Yeah, I think it is. Axel. Um, but, <laughs> but even that, yeah, I sort of get the impression that I don't know. Does, he probably he probably does buy just lumber off the <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just found it the side of a road. I, was thinking, <laughs> yeah, I have an artisan guy who makes all my two by fours. He even stills them with the spirit of hole. Um, that mask looks shit. It looks really bad, and it makes me. She's also not got a special WrestleMania costume, right? And someone like Asuka, she has such a sort of visual, yeah, element to and, what she does, and also. The thing, and when she's not bringing that side of things to it, mm. the fact that she's got like a fake G-string on. Yes, that pink, hot pink, <laughs> so fake. Stupid. And, and there's there's panels in her costume which are like fake faux leopard skin, uh, yeah, tiger yeah, skin yeah. and stuff. And they're a bit fuzzy and a bit, you know, <laughs> that really horrible. If you sort of, someone went, oh, I've got a Fred Flintstone costume. Yeah, and yeah, you go, yeah, well, I've got this party. I'm going to need it. And they gave it to you. And you'd be like, yeah. what is this? This isn't even acrylic. What? What is it? And you sort of go, it's, it's sort of brush. I don't know. It's got that really cheap look. Yeah. It's a real shame that you have that character, if you like, of, you know, the, the, the empress of tomorrow. And yet you just go, just wear your normal keks. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't worry. <laughs> don't worry she, she calls us the fucking Empress of Tomorrow. It's WrestleMania. And you didn't go, let's give you an unbelievable outfit. Augmented reality masks, though, Mark. That's it, isn't it? I mean, it's heartbreakingly mm. bad. Um, th- this is a really good match. I, I really mm. enjoyed this. They work very hard, the two of them. It's quite stiff. 
There's a little bit where um, Charlotte Flair uh, does a uh, is suplexed off the apron by Asuka, mm. and it's not a hugely flashy or quick move. She just does a slow suplex off the thing, but it looks devastating, and it just has that sense of Charlotte Flair is so good at the making it look like she is trying to win mm. and that the win matters to her. And she does that throughout the whole thing. She brings an intensity and a sort of like she's a proper pro's pro mm. to all the matches that she's in. And it's something I don't think the other women actually can hold a candle to. When she's in it, it seems like this is the peak of what women's wrestling is about. She is so intent. She's so sort of definite. She's a really, really good performer. Mm. I don't think she gets enough credit for it. She... um. She she just she's got long arms and legs as well. Yes. And I think if you were in a legitimate fight, you would want long arms and legs because <laughs> you're always sort of like closer to the person and they're far away. And wherever you are, someone with long arms and legs can get at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. she has this no one else has that. No one else has <laughs> these terrifying long slender man sort of graspers. Um I I, I I think she's, you know, just she's really, really good and underrated. It's almost like people sort of are like Bailey and and, uh, and and Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks are that unit. Mm. And what they forget is that Charlotte Flair is the best one. <laughs> um, I think there's there's something about, you know, the others are more fun. Mm. But Charlotte just seems, she seems like the end villain mm. in in a, a sort of like you know a film rather and, and, than you know a bit of fun yeah exactly and 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 it it seems less gimmicky as well her gimmick is less gimmicky weirdly and and the and the the build in this match is really nice and, and like you said it's all about flair looking like she's up against something really really serious and and when um and when Asuka uh, taps at the end mm. like is a real pop for that it's there like really and you, is, and you yeah. forget that i guess Asuka has had that um that belt for a long time yes she's 914 days undefeated you mm. know and those things you know quite early on they 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 put in that streak um she was also you know because she was a, an exciting character i think they did have the sense the audience that she would probably go over charlotte mm. flair's been there for a while but that's good booking as well because it makes you go oh this 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 asker who is definitely going to go over is beaten by flair and you go flair goes up in your estimation mm. really sort of nicely done asker doesn't come down the the odd thing at the end where Asuka gets the microphone <laughs> so and she just goes, odd. she grabs it and she just goes, shot it! <laughs> and you go, oh, she's doing a weird heel, heel turn. Heel thing, yeah. And then she goes, was ready for Asuka. And you go, oh, she said Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. But she says, shut it. And everyone just sort of goes, oh, <laughs> going on there. Um, <laughs> there. There was one bit, I was, I was watching it in the background and I, uh, because they call her the Queen Charlotte, you know, she's from the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, they, <laughs> they continually say stuff that they sort of, it just, it made me think of the Queen as in, <laughs> as in Her Majesty the Queen. Yeah. And there was just, the Queen is no stranger to the big stage. And I was thinking, yes, yep, works for both. Asuka using all our weight to try and weigh down the Queen. I was like, I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, a photo opportunity gone terribly wrong. It's supposed to just bow. Her Majesty's not ready for Asuka. Asuka <laughs> um, is ready for a, a treason sentence, unfortunately. <laughs> to um, the tower. Imagine Asuka in the tower. What a attraction that will be. <laughs> Fantastic. Shut 
it! <laughs> Charlotte, no, the door. Okay, sorry, apologies. Um, the referee uh, manages to steal a bit of the thunder. Yeah, so. it's a very, very like uh, to be honest. The, the end of this match is strange anyway because yeah. Asuka tries to sort of laugh. And hug. <laughs> it's just why did they need? To, okay, fine, but I mean. She, she's like, it, it, it's very similar to like uh, Ronda Rousey later on. Yeah. Absolute killers in the ring. Yep. And then as soon as they're finished and before they start, they're just lovely. Would <laughs> would would you have done that with fucking King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania 2? <laughs> Hogan gets out and then King Kong Bundy goes, come here. Exactly. Come here, it's let's so, have a big it hug. Just seemed, it just seems very, again, you don't see that very often in the, in the male uh, what, side of the what game. What could be more disgusting than a strong woman? Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly, the sense yeah. that yeah, 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 uh, yeah. you know Vince McMahon certainly has. What yeah. happens is you sort of go, you know what? They were rough and tough, but underneath it all, they've got hearts of gold. Mm. And they could still be your mum. <laughs> yes. You know what they're like? Little sisters. Little sisters. They, they have their spats, but you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> they'll they be there are for you. Thicker than thieves. You know? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Horrible. But yeah, the referee runs down just mm. as they're sort of like finishing off their match because he is going to alert John Cena mm. that something is happening. Now, John Cena has spent the whole of the pre show yep. and the first matches sitting in a seat in the crowd. Yeah. Um, in the pre-show, it's just a long line of people trying to get their photo with him. Oh. And he's doing that quite happily and talking to all the young people. Yeah. You know, have you ever thought about a career in the military? Mm. You know, all this sort of thing. And everyone is, you know, it's quite an interesting thing because by this point, Cena is transitioning from being the person that nobody wants to see to being the legend, John yeah. Cena. And you are beginning to see the crowd with things like that, putting him in the crowd. They know everyone is going to be nice to him. Mm. And Cena can handle himself, I'm sure, anyway. <laughs> but they know everyone's going to be nice to him and that they're going to be excited to see him. And no one is going to just chuck a drink in his face or anything. <laughs> and it's nice that Cena is beginning to transition out of this. The reason being, of course, is Roman Reigns has taken that role of the loathed of the baby love, face. Yeah. Um, so Cena has spent the build-up to WrestleMania asking for a match against The Undertaker. Well, The Undertaker seemingly has retired for good, yeah. so he will not be back. Mm. But John Cena has bought a ticket just in case. Just in case. <laughs> I that's what that. we all do. I love the fact that WWE shows. Just in case. John, uh, there is no match with The Undertaker. Um, Undertaker won't won't do it. And he goes, oh, okay then. And they go, uh, okay, so... And he goes, well, I'll see you at WrestleMania. And they go, ah. <laughs> Thing is, John, um, if you're not in a match, then you can't come in. <laughs> so so John Cena has bought his own he's ticket. He's got a ticket, Webb. He would have paid a lot for that ticket it would well. have been It would have been a, a fine scalper's fee, you would imagine. It would. I shouldn't think John Cena's going to struggle. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, off he, and he jumps over the wall because yeah. the referee has said something is is going to happen. Yeah. You could have, you done could this have at, just given him, him a text. Give yeah, him a, exactly. Or get, you, get one of Stewart to go over. You know what you could have done? You could have done this like, you know, after the first match. Yeah. You know, rather than during while, the ladies' celebration after <laughs> they've had a really good match. Yeah, while Charlotte Flair's leaving and celebrating, he um, runs the past referee her. runs past her. Yeah, and you see, you see a, 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 a Cena runs into the back. Charlotte Flair is sort of like, oh, well, he's just uh, six foot in front of me. That's, yeah. that's really ruined that. He just tripped him up. <laughs> it would have been great if Charlotte Flair had clotheslined him. Yeah. And the referee had gone, there's no Undertaker, John, you prick. But Charlotte Flair's going to fucking have you. And then they ring the bell. That'd be exciting. Um, the uh, third match is the US champion Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Rusev versus Jinder Mahal. Kefe, brother of the Greg Kali, who obviously got put into the Hall of Fame. Yes. What's that all about, man? What is that all about? 
Uh, he has gone into the Hall of Fame largely because he's tall. He's gone largely, yeah. I am, <laughs> I am a tall man. Yes. And therefore, that has brought me a lot of things in my life, my, my, my height. And uh, they are going, you you are a Hall of Fame height. Yeah. That is wonderful. This is, and because of limited business class flights to America <laughs> from uh, where you live, uh, you will be in a Amazon plan. <laughs> in, in, you have to in, lie in down. You are going to... <laughs> can you do us a favour, Carly? Can you scrunch yourself up into a box? and just get someone to measure you from top to tail. <laughs> oh, well. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to spend 19 and a half hours like that. Um, <laughs> just get the figure back to us. Um, Jinder Mahal uh, had been a, a, a pretty much a jobber in WWE from 2011 to, mm. uh, to 2014. He was part of a three-man band. Um, he uh, was uh, fired and then he was brought back two years later in 2016. In those intervening two years, he had worked out a fuck of a lot. And he'd got really jacked and right. big. Uh, and uh, Vince McMahon had had that thing of going, why am oh. I going to bring... Well, look at the... <laughs> look at whoa, that. holy on that. moly, the guns. <laughs> and they brought him back. There was a reason for this uh, underlying it all, which is that WWE was very much eyeing up uh, in, around the world international yeah. uh, sort of, you know, stars. And he was seen very much as being a, a star who they could align in an attempt to broker deals in India. Um, he'd been made the WWE champion the previous May, having beaten Randy Orton, um, and he lost it in October to AJ Styles. Um, he is one of those people, Jinder Mahal, who you slightly hated at the time. Mm. And the reason that you hated him was because he was clearly a choice of the company to go with, not because it was best for the fans, but because it was best for their hopes of expanding their business. Mm. And it's so nakedly obvious. Mm. So there was the sense of the fans didn't really want to see this, but they're in, you know, what they want is secondary to growing our business, mm. you know, from backstage due to network licensing deals. Yeah, and it's not done uh, with representation in mind. It's not done with that. It's just literally done. Yeah. For that reason, that reason. Alone. Exactly. But, look. That being so apparent is the problem. Now, mm. I actually was watching Jinder Mahal on this. So I was going, I kind of like him. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like him. He's, he's sort of very broad as a performer. He is the modern day Maharaja, which I like. I, yeah. like, I love to say the word Maharaja. <laughs> Maharaja. 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 He comes out looking spectacular. Mm. I like the Bollywood entrance. Yeah. I think it's all sort of fresh and it's just an easy character for you to go, I understand what this dude's deal is. Mm. I, I like that about him. His in-ring stuff is fairly basic, but he's big <laughs> yeah. and he's sort of gangly and he tries harder than a lot of the other sort of big muscle-bound lads. Um this is Randy Orton's 14th WrestleMania match. I right. imagine this is the one he recalls the least about. <laughs> there are four people basically here who are all very over when they're doing their entrance. And as soon as the bell rings, you don't really want to see them. Orton, by virtue of being a huge star, Bobby Roode comes out, he has his glorious theme mm. that everyone likes to sing along with. Jinder Mahal, you get to boo him as he comes along with um, the, the Singh brothers who are both sort of like dancing in the background. It's a great spectacle. <laughs> and then you've also got uh, Rusev. So you can go, Rusev Day! Mm. Uh, as soon as the bell goes, you're a bit like, I've sort of seen the best of this lot. <laughs> um, Aiden English, of course, coming out with his shaved head, having shaved it uh, in between this and his appearance. Oh, uh, I'll be moisturised. Uh... <laughs> I think he will, because he, he was quite into drama. Right, so I, okay. I, I imagine he's surrounded by lots of people in various sort of amateur dramatic groups who are talking about <laughs> the importance of skin hydration. Um, this, is, this is also a, a slight problem with about them having this huge roster. Mm. which is you are beginning to see a lot of multiple man matches. We've had the Intercontinental one. I think there are more coming up. 
but you begin to have this this sort of sense of going there are four of these people i can't imagine this was built up cleverly over seven months mm. this is very much a sort of like well they've all been in the mix let's put them all together and they can have a big match you know and it just sort of shows a, a, a lack of um a lack of sort of storytelling mm. really you're just getting everyone on the card this is the point where i began going let me have a look at how many people have been on this so far um match five we have already seen 57 superstars <laughs> which is astonishing and this match would take that number up to 61 right third match uh, i know there's a pre-show and a couple of battle royals but there's 61 people on it um there's funaki on comms for the japanese lot uh yeah does that count uh, i didn't I count funaki his, seen his face i will count some other people who weren't in the ring later to <laughs> artificially bump up <laughs> what i was really hoping would go over 100 yeah uh, but the best i could manage was 97 Aww. 98 i think if we include funaki then I'm quite happy right. to do that. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> um, Jinder Mahal wins. This is, you know, just booking that aligns with the with the company's corporate intention. Mm. There is the idea that you know Indian, you know, fans will be watching WrestleMania. They get to see the Indian star pick up a title win at a WrestleMania, and uh, that will therefore lead to them having you know a, a big foothold on the Indian subcontinent where they can have the money poured mm. into their pockets. Um, I mean, whether that will ever happen is sort of difficult to say. I think it's it's very easy for them, uh, you know, to certainly think that business is the same all across the world. And I think they're beginning to slowly find out, of course, that that isn't the case. No. Um, especially in a place, you know, uh, I mean, as in a place and time where streaming services uh, can be so easily just jumped on. Mm. Um, and YouTube, of course, you know, you see the popularity of that in India, but that doesn't equate to people going, I will spend nine ninety nine on a network has edited out the offensive depictions of, of, <laughs> of many of my people. Um. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson, and My Seven Wonders is my podcast where I sit down with some fascinating guests and ask them one simple question. If you could pick your own seven wonders of the world, what would they be? The guests' choices lead us to some interesting tales, whether it's Omidyar being stopped by New York Customs. They brought me in for the interview. They said, so what are you doing there? I'm doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg. And the guy said, no, I'm doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg. As if you are. And I said, excuse me? I am. That's why I'm going there. He's doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears. Olivia Lee eating 120 pound apples at Soho House. I mean, it is hideously expensive. If I'm just going there once and taking an apple, it's the most expensive apple you'll ever eat. Or David Baddiel talking about his dad's dementia. The other thing he could remember are his regular insults. So still, when you leave my dad, if you say I'm off, he will say you've been off for years. And it's it's really comforting <laughs> that he can still abuse you <laughs> in this way. Forget the Taj Mahal and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. The wonders of the world we talk about are much more unique. Listen to My Seven Wonders now on your favourite podcast app. My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stakhanov production. Outcomes Kid Rock. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't. He's not there. He doesn't turn up. He's been put in the Hall of Fame this year and one of the themes is Celebrate. Uh, which is right okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, by this point Kid Rock seemed to have been a thing from long ago it, it, yeah it, he looks like at this point when he when he goes to the Hall of Fame uh, he looks a little bit like who's a fellow who played the wrestler Mickey uh, Rock. Mickey looks like Mickey Rock cosplaying as Macaulay Culkin. He just kind of like has a young man, old man kind of face, and it's very hard to figure out. Yeah, and he's dressed in a strange way, like he, a hipster. He dresses like a younger man, but his face <laughs> is that of an old man who's had procedures done to yeah. look young. Mm. Sinister. It's very weird. Very. Yeah. Um, he could be probably five years younger than me at this point. <laughs> Who knows? Um, we then get uh, what I am going to call Pete the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. Um, this okay. is. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. 
Uh, unusually for a Triple H match, I believe this should have been higher up the card. Yeah. And I would have been happier had it gone longer. Um, <laughs> That's very rare. What, this is your the first best time, isn't it, seeing? Uh, seeing Triple H doing anything that I've wanted to watch. <laughs> Truly. I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen him do. It is, isn't it? It's really, really <laughs> good. At WrestleMania, certainly, anyway. Uh, this, this, I, I love this match. I actually, I mean, I, I remember at the time thinking this was much better than it should have been. I watched mm. it back and this is great. Oh, it's, I, I mentioned this very interesting on the Football Ramble. Uh, this, this very morning uh-huh. it's very morning you were like s'mores but morning and he uh yeah just just the pop when uh, rousey uh you know begins her work at, at so in good. the ring is just like nothing else is that there's nothing better and, and it kind of made me appreciate pops yeah there's nothing better right up the fucking spine i'm feeling it again get a bit weepy if you're hungover yeah. oh man i love it this is this is uh, you've got two people in here in triple h and kurt angle who've mm. been around the block but they're getting over the hill. Yeah. There aren't many miles left for them mm. to go. You've got Stephanie McMahon, an executive who is incredibly making her WrestleMania in-ring debut. Right. She's been around wrestling and performing since about 1999, the height of the Attitude Era. Mm. She's never had a WrestleMania match. And you've got someone who is making their debut. All of those things together shouldn't go, this will be the best match of the entire night. <laughs> this, this could be, there's so many points of failure here. Completely. <laughs> and every, there is not one person in there who you would go, they are seasoned young and at the peak of their career. Yeah, okay. Everyone has big codicils against their name. <laughs> now, originally, this was supposed to be a match between Triple H and Stephanie against Ronda Rousey and The Rock. Um, oh, okay, right. The Rock, uh, they'd had a run-in at WrestleMania 31 mm. with The Rock and Rousey against Triple H and, and Stephanie McMahon. So this has been brewing for a while. Um, the problem was Rock was doing a film and the insurance affidavit for that film meant that he wasn't allowed to wrestle right. or during the making of it. He'd done this before where he'd had a, a, another movie. He'd then done some wrestling and he'd been injured and his recovery time added six weeks onto the um, mm. uh, film. There was a delay. And so the insurance company were like, there is no way you are going to do this. But the Black Scorpion can do it. (laughs) Really Um, heavy looking Black Scorpion. Immediately his arm breaking (laughs) and just running to the back in tears. (laughs) (laughs) I fucked it, says the Black Scorpion. (laughs) I fucked it. Who is Universal who the the Black Scorpion continually says is going to sue his ass? (laughs) Uh, But... Kurt Angle was the right <laughs> person to, to do this. In some ways, I think he, he he was actually a better choice. Yeah. And the reason for this is because had it been The Rock, The Rock would, would have been the centre of attention. And it would have seemed a little bit like, I think, you know, Rousey weirdly would have fallen into the background a little bit. Yeah. What it would have been like hedging the bet, sort of going, oh, she's she, it's a story, but it's, we, we need to fall back on something we've tried yeah, and tested. completely. And the other thing with Angle, of course, is he came from that legitimate background. Mm. So where you've got Angle oh, doing... Wrestling, you've got Ronda Rousey doing judo, where you've got Angle winning the Olympics, you've yeah. got Rousey dominating in, in UFC. Um, there is the, the, the actual promos that set this up, Triple H and Stephanie have never ever been better. <laughs> it's the own they do career best work here. I think because they know how important Rousey is going to be, mm. they know she is going to be a needle mover, they know she is going to be covered by legitimate press for her appearance. Mm. And they actually have that thing of going, wouldn't it be good if we don't look like ranting maniacs? Wouldn't it be good if we actually do something worthy of this angle? Well, it's, uh, what I like about them, one of the major beats in this emotional kind of video is uh, leading at WrestleMania 34 is Triple H saying, it's, it's the, the, the drone is droning. And then whenever these, one of these videos happen, there's a drone and then the drone stops 
and then the man or woman says something yes. big, yes. and then yeah. In this case, he goes, he goes because Kurt Angle is an idiot. He does. <laughs> he goes, but I, I love that bit because what they do really well is they're like they basically set it up by going, yes, you know, Rousey is is incredible, which is a, a really important thing in wrestling that you don't just go like Angle. You don't just go fucking stupid. He's a man, you can't fucking wrestle. You know, if you beat someone who can't wrestle, then who have you beaten? No yeah. one. And if mm. you're beaten by someone who can't wrestle, you're you're even worse. What they do with Rousey really well, they have Triple H just going, it's it's not the Olympics, it's not UFC, it's not MMA. This is our world. Mm. And then they're continually doing that. At the end of the day, he says, we'll beat Ronda Rousey up. And Steph joins in and says, we'll repackage her. We'll represent her to the world. And it's just a lovely thing of just going, you horrible, mean, sort of like nasty, fuckers. arrogant execs. Yeah. They do it so, so, so well. Um, Kurt Angle is, is back in the WWE. He came back last year after 12 years away. Um, he always felt very slighted that he'd never been brought back in during that period. Mm. He'd reached out a few times. They just never bothered getting back to it. <laughs> um, he had been fired in 2006 because he'd refused to go into rehab. They were very concerned about the amount of prescription medication he was taking. He would say that he actually left under his own steam because he felt like his body was breaking down under the schedule. I think Kurt Angle isn't always the most reliable uh, about re recollecting how these things went down. Um, he did go to TNA Impact for a decade uh, between 2006 and 2016. Um, and then he had a very, very brief period taking independent dates. He only did a few because obviously booking Kurt Angle is expensive. Mm. Uh, I got to see him at York Hall against uh, Zack Sabre Jr. When he came out, this is a year, just maybe a year before this WrestleMania, he came out, he was visibly shocked that people were excited to see him. And he seemed really sort of like, I had no idea. I think he'd obviously just felt like everything was winding down. He was used to performing in front of TNA, smaller audiences. Mm. And actually coming to see a rabid audience who were excited to see him gave him a shot in the arm. He get, then gets put in the 2017 Hall of Fame. Traditionally, the thing that is the, the, the that broaches the problems performers have had with the WWE or vice versa. And they say, come back. Yeah. And then they go, and we're going to do a year with you. You're going to get to do some fun stuff. So Angle had been made the SmackDown general manager. Uh, he had a silly storyline about the wrestler Jason Jordan being his illegitimate son. Um, and <laughs> then he uh, had his first match back. He teamed with The Shield uh, in the uh, Tables, Ladders, Chairs, TLC pay-per-view in October. Right. And what it showed was that he could still go. He had a few miles left in the tank. And so... <laughs> By the time they, they get to WrestleMania, this is going to be his second match since he was back. Quite a risk. <laughs> he would have a few matches after this before he would retire at the following year's WrestleMania. Um, Rousey, Ronda Rousey, uh, is, is fascinating, of course. They did a good decision here, which is that they licensed the footage of her in UFC. Yeah. Too often, they forget to do that. <laughs> They'll just be like, oh yeah, she's she was a huge star in this, that, In another other. fighting discipline. Yeah. And what they do here is they show you, if you didn't know who Ronda Rousey is, why they're billing her as the most dangerous woman on the planet. It's something they do really well with Nakamura and Eddie Styles <laughs> later on, because is, they yeah. license stuff from Japan as well. We yeah. Like, oh, right, okay. They cool. reference outside of WWE, mm. which historically they've always been loath to do. Nothing exists outside mm. WWE. There is no other wrestling. And when they begin to bring that in, because they are now the custodians of so much of wrestling's history, they are less precious about saying there are there are other things. I don't know if you know. <laughs> you know, you might have only watched WWE, but you know, check out the news as well. The news exists. Um, <laughs> but Rousey um, had been in a sort of courtship with the WWE for a while. Um, she'd been obviously at WrestleMania 31. 
But she then um, retired from w- uh, UFC after her first loss. She mm. struggled very hard with that loss uh, to um, Holly Holm. Um, she didn't ever return uh, to uh, MMA, unless she had one more match, and I can't remember if she did. I'm going to say she never returned to <laughs> MMA. Um, but she always, over the years, spoke very positively about WWE. They were always interested in her. Um, in 2014, so a couple of, uh, what, four years before this WrestleMania, she'd actually attended a PWG, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, indie show mm. uh, in Los Angeles uh, with uh, some of the other women in UFC who she was friends with, Shayna Baszler, Jessamine Duke, and Marina Shafir. And uh, there's a bit on one of the videos uh, where Tommaso Ciampa, who's now in NXT, is having a match with a guy called um, Biff Busick, who is uh, only Lorcan in NXT. And seeing Ronda Rousey there, Tommaso Ciampa urges her to chop his opponent, uh, Biff Busick, <laughs> which she does. <laughs> she beams. The crowds go nuts. It's just good fun. But what she was beginning to do was her three friends, uh, Shayna Baszler, Jessamine Duke, and Marina Shafir, were all big pro wrestling fans. She'd been a fan earlier in her life. She was a big fan of Rowdy Roddy Piper, hence Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Mm. And uh, the other, the three women, her friends, were beginning to train at NXT. And so when she got married to her husband, Travis Brown, Ronda Rousey had contacted Triple H and said, as a sort of bachelorette party, can I come down the performance centre and just spend a week pissing about with you? <laughs> uh, and they said, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, Shayna Baszler was taking part in the May Young tournament that year. And so um, Rousey attended. She got to see the show. She really enjoyed meeting everyone. She thought it was really good. And she began thinking it might be fun to actually get involved oh, properly. When I suggest a stag do. <laughs> Can I be part of WrestleMania 37? I, I have repeatedly <laughs> asked if I am allowed to install a fun camera in the women's dressing room <laughs> to celebrate my 44th birthday. And do they get back to me? They do not. Um, Ronda Rousey did an interview with CBS about this, this sort of time. She said... Um, It was the kind of tryout I asked for in a roundabout way because I was too wary of rejection to ask them outright for a tryout. (laughs) There's nothing about her I do not find charming. Like, she's so charming. And then she gets in the ring and bricks women's arms. That that is... It's so weird. That is that wonderful thing about, you know, get yourself a guy who can do this (laughs) and that. And you just sort of go, why why is no one talking about this? She's magnetic. She's amazing. She said, it wasn't like I had an epiphany moment. We just had a really good time all week. And by the time I pulled up to LA, I was just like, wow, that was so cool. Imagine what it would be like if we could do that all the time. I think when it was over and I didn't want it to be over, that's when I knew I just wanted to go back. Um, Upon getting home, Ronda Rousey contacted uh, Brian Kendrick, former WWE performer. Uh, and she began having secret training sessions with him, mm. which WWE were told about pretty much from the off. Right. And they began giving support. Um, they, She was obviously going to be a huge, huge star for them. She had a legitimate uh, athletic name. She was a mainstream star. Mm. What they, they did very early on is they decided not to have her come out and just go, she's the baddest woman on the planet. As you say, they bring her out and she is all smiles and sweetness and light. Um, As she was going to go through the curtain for this match, uh, Vince McMahon had said, I don't want you to be angry. I want you to be charming. So she said, I usually walk out and I'm all business. Vince specifically told me to go out and allow myself to feel everything I was feeling and not hide anything (laughs) and not try to go out and be the tough girl, but to allow myself to smile, to enjoy it, Because according to Vince, when I smile, 
the whole world wants to hug me. <laughs> now, they don't book her as a killer coming out. And I think when she comes out, I was a bit like, oh my God, this is like a celebrity appearance. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's Snooky. too, <laughs> exactly. She's too happy to be there. Almost like waving with both hands. Yeah. Like Lisa Riley at the end of You've Been Framed. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, out she comes. Now, it, it is a good stroke, brilliant counterpoint to what she will then do in the ring. Yeah. And that smiling killer is a really, really great piece of work. Mm. They would not have done it with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar wouldn't, they wouldn't have said, go out there, feel it, <laughs> high five everyone, hug the fans, then go in and do your thing. <laughs> there is something about different uh, expectations yeah. for women in an industry like this where you have to remind everyone that you're not some horrible old hag, mm. but you're also a charming smiley girl <laughs> um, <laughs> who could maybe one day Maybe one day you make a husband. good wife. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit like that. Yeah. Um, when she tags into this, and they hold it off a bit, they have yeah. Triple H and your Kurt do a lot of wrestling. Kurt Angle by this point looks like a big sausage. He's so thick. <laughs> his so neck, his neck has somehow got more thicker. Yeah, you know, Dear Jesus. If Christ. you go past like fast food places that are a bit down market, and there's like a big fiberglass sausage man outside eating, eating, eating a sausage yeah, yeah, yeah. you know eating his arm I was, I was googling this like. this morning <laughs> I was like the, the chip man the famous chip yeah. man you see in like Croatian eating chips uh, out of his head. Head. yeah eating chips out of his own head yeah. and the sausage man going <laughs> <laughs> Angle looks like one of those oh it's, mate he's really beefy a, a sort of beefy cylinder <laughs> but, uh, but, there's, there's a lovely moment where Triple H comes out and he does hmm. that um, and he, he does that pectoral jiggle thing yeah yeah. But his, his boobs have, have lost a little bit of firmness, so they roll <laughs> like an undulating <laughs> Suez canal. Uh, <laughs> like, oh my God, they're going into his body and oh, out. It's incredible. Oh, like, it's, it's worth it, honestly. It's like a cuckoo clock. If you're watching along, have a little. <laughs> It's after the fucking motorbike, tedious motorbike wank that happens. Yeah, which which has a vague fascist look to it. <laughs> They're on their big frightening German beast men <laughs> chariot sort of cycles, bikes, yeah. and out they come with their black and white flags that look a bit like the flag for Daesh. <laughs> um, and, and then there's Gothic script yeah. above Imperium and Tyrannus yeah. and stuff, and it's all a bit like there's quite a lot of things taken from like the villains here, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, know? which they are. Uh, there's a bit where they come out as well and they stand on the ring together and they both do uh, Steph and Triple H both do the spitting water yeah. it's like, I like that attention to detail I think yes. that's a, just a nice little extra that everyone can enjoy yeah. um, Angle and, and Triple H go at it perfectly serviceably you know it's it's Angle has still got it um, but Jesus Christ when Rousey tags in <laughs> I, I, look, the crowd love the tag but they don't know what's coming up. They're like, oh, great, it's Ronda Rousey. You get a two-minute pacing. I would say that this two minutes is as exciting a two minutes as you'll ever see in wrestling because the crowd don't know that she's going to be able to do this. And it is thrilling. It's just incredible. There is... Uh, made better by the fact that Stephanie we know is not really a wrestler mm. and so it is just Ronda Rousey coming in and going <laughs> I uh, I was the world's most dangerous woman I have now learnt new things <laughs> and, and you are simply a member of the public <laughs> there's a bit where she sets her up for almost like an exploder suplex <laughs> but then I think Stephanie is a bit like not quite sure what this is so Rousey just tosses her up in the air <laughs> just lands on the and you begin to have that thing of going oh my god even when it goes wrong you're just like oh I'll do something else I'll, yeah. just, I'll just literally throw you it's <laughs> It, 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 it's sort of messy and exciting. <laughs> I would say the point where you do go, that's annoying, is Ronda Rousey goes for her armbar. And what yes. we've seen this in MMA, 
everybody has tapped out. All the legitimate athletes have tapped out immediately. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephanie McMahon, uh, an executive, a mother of three, I think <laughs> mm-hmm. by this point, um, a uh, not to say that mothers can't be hard. My girlfriend is particularly brutal. Um, <laughs> she, my girlfriend, geez, I've been married to her for like nine years. <laughs> I'm going to find out how brutal she is and then when she hears this. Um, but, our, our, you know, Stephanie manages to get a defence to an arm bar yeah. that for the past five years has been undefeatable. Sports, has been yeah, absolutely yeah. unstoppable. We know it's wrestling. It's just bits like that that put you into that bit where you go, oh no, that's slightly fractured. Yeah. My ability to go, this is Silly. real. Mm. I am now remembering that this is a choreographed sport. That is the only part of this entire show, that you know, this entire match, that I would say is anything other than 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, she lifts Triple H. Oh, by the time she takes on <laughs> Triple H. That is, that is absolutely brilliant. He deserves a lot of credit for this. Yeah. Because there's Selling no the punches bit. and stuff. It's so good. He allows <laughs> himself to be entirely fucking pasted by her <laughs> in a way that he doesn't have that thing of going, I better do something to make it look like, you know, I'm not entirely emasculated. Yeah. It's easier, I suppose, when you go, every bit I do here right in the long term is going to make me and my family more billions. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah, an yeah. easy thing there that if you if you if if you have an ego like Triple H's the actual thing of doing it well and how much that will affect your life for the better can now slightly push the ego back into place. Yeah, hope, yeah. hopefully. People will know the yeah, bigger picture. Exactly. <laughs> He's begun to get that. Um, uh, this was also a big thing because for a long time, male versus female performances had been uh, banned in right, WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no more of the Attitude Era where any time a woman appeared, you could just smack her in the face. <laughs> they have begun sort of going, we are trying to be a bit more, you know, uh, contemporary and, mm. and not absolutely unacceptable. But Jesus Christ, when she batters him, it's fucking brilliant. Mm. She really, really looks like she is laying those punches in hard and heavy. It's fucking thrilling. Triple H sells it brilliantly that he's absolutely decimated. And when she puts the arm bar on him and you think he's going to tap, it is absolutely thrilling. There's a lot of this match where you go, if they'd have ended it here, it would have been an amazing pop. And they keep on going. And you never get to that point where you go, it would have been great if they'd ended it there. You're just like, when they end it, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. The match itself, I think, was laid out by Angle and Triple H. And obviously, they had a lot of work to do because they wanted to get Rousey to a position where she could really pick it up. Kurt Angle was fascinating about this because he himself was a absolute sort of ingenue when it came to pro wrestling. He said, I picked it up very quickly. As a matter of fact, I had my first match on my third day in the business, which is amazing. <laughs> now, obviously, he's an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. He obviously had sort of certain <laughs> skills and talents that other people wouldn't have had. He was talking about Rousey. He said, I didn't necessarily see Ronda in that light. What I saw was Ronda getting an opportunity where we trained her for this match and we just didn't know how it was going to pan out. She knew what she had to do. She knew how much the match was supposed to play out. But very seldom do you find a talent that their first match is WrestleMania. I wouldn't do that to myself. When I was starting out, there's no way in hell I'd want that opportunity because there is no way but down. Ronda was able to not only prove a lot of people wrong, but she stole the show. It was a great structure. Triple H and myself, we structured the match, but it was her that went out there and did it. She performed beyond our expectations. We weren't nervous that she was going to fail. We were just nervous that maybe the fans wouldn't take to her the way they did. But they did. They took to her from the beginning, and she just got better as the match went on. Not only with her technique, but her facials and the way she took her time. She acted like she was a seasoned veteran and she's not. <laughs> it's absolutely it. Everything mm. she does in this match is perfectly timed. Everything is just, she understands so well the, the magic 
of pro wrestling and to, to just have it, to understand what to do. It doesn't hurt that you're working with Angle and Triple H, to be brutally frank, but she does a brilliant job. There are so many little bits that are magic. There's the end bit where she grabs Stephanie McMahon's arm and she is breaking Stephanie's grip. She does it with her shoulder. Again, the legitimate background giving a bit more sort of spice to mm. what is otherwise a sort of standard move. She just stares at Stephanie McMahon. She explains <laughs> to her what is about to happen. And then she just leans back and the armbar looks absolutely horrible and Stephanie instantly taps. Um, this is fantastic. The mm. match flies by. I think it's something like the second or third longest match on the card. It does not feel like it. It is one of the only matches in this entire presentation that is truly WrestleMania worthy. Yeah. It's it's marvellous. Mm. You cut to UFC Booker Dana White. He is in the crowd. <laughs> he is beaming. He is absolutely delighted. The only slight issue with this, and this is an issue you've had with a lot of uh, female wrestling, is she has a crop top that she, Rousey, is continually adjusting mm. because she is terribly worried. I think in that thing of working in a big arena where there are gusts coming through, you suddenly go, are my boobs out? <laughs> like and you are continually sort of pulling that down. It's the only bit where she looks slightly sort of like it takes you out. Ill at ease, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. what a fucking match. It was, I, it was just the, be like oh, the best thing on this WrestleMania. It was just absolutely fucking great. And, and the way really they kept is. them apart for such a long time at the start of the match, and it was just fucking... It was just... One of my favourite re WrestleMania moments. Yeah, it really is good. There's just one little line where Rousey, is she turns to Triple H as they're sort of like, you know, everyone's running around the ring or whatever. <laughs> and she just turns to Triple H and she just says, sort of along the lines of, um, well, I'm just going to go and break your wife's arm. <laughs> yes! Just great. Rousey herself, she, Rousey herself, she said, the most <laughs> memorable moment of WrestleMania was right after I won. <laughs> I won. She's very <laughs> uh, Right after I won. I was looking around trying to find my husband and our two boys in the stands. When I did, being able to tell them I love them and share that moment with them was one of the best memories I have because despite all of my previous successes, this was the first time I had my own family there to share it with me. Oh, I guess you wouldn't want to you, your family there. No, no, seeing you get your head kicking and, you know, you lose consciousness. It's worth saying, when I watched it back, they are a long way back They are the quite ring. far back, aren't they? And yeah, it looks yeah. like she's... It, do you know what it looks like? It looks like when you see live events where somebody says something really offensive yeah, you, and, the, here, and the star is like, I'm not fucking taking that. But like, that, you, you know, it looks a bit like that. And you can see actually all the people in the front row are a bit like, oh God, what's happened here? And she's actually just going, you, you, that guy over there, I love you. I love our kids. I love our life together. Right? Steward. Steward him. <laughs> oh, what a moment. It was brilliant. Ronda Rousey will go on to become, I would say, one of my favourite performers in modern years. Yeah. I just, she's unique. She's got that Lesnar uniqueness about her mm. that they treat her differently. They allow her to get over. She gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think she's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Lovely old job. Yeah. Very that, enjoyable, look, that. If, if you were going, is it possible for you to get through four matches in three shows? <laughs> well, let me say, yes, that dream has come true. Look, when that one was as good as that one was. Oh, man. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what? I would not have been heartbroken if WrestleMania had ended there. No, yeah, I agree. And, and we always say this. It doesn't need to be that long. It does not need to be that long. Nothing else on the cards. Well, maybe a couple of things, but yeah. Yeah. End it there. End it. it there. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, break my arm. Wrestle me, Pete.
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.